everybody. Welcome to the Kitty Liquor Podcast. I'm Kat Wonders, and this is episode 11. Today, I've got a brand new segment, uh, mixology segment, and I'm super excited by this, about this. Uh, now, I am going to invent a cocktail. I kind of pre-prepared with some ingredients and... So I went to the liquor store yesterday and grabbed a bunch of bottles that looked interesting. I had no idea what they tasted like. I have no idea what they taste like. Uh, And anyway, we're just going to dive straight into this mixology segment. So I have a drink throughout this podcast. And uh, if you're in the vicinity of alcohol (laughs) or maybe near your kitchen... Maybe you want to make one with me. So uh, today, I've got Gordon's Sicilian Lemon Gin. So this is a gin-based spirit. I'm assuming that, I don't know if there's sugar in this or what. It's 37.5%. So here it is here. And uh, hopefully this is... And I'm going to crack this and see what this smells like, tastes like. Ooh, it smells like lemon perfume. And I do have one, by the way. I don't want to put my mouth on it. Is this one ounce? (laughs) I brought a shot glass to try to measure this drink so you guys can make it along with me. Um, This ice has been in here for... A little bit, so I'm going to drink the water out of it before I make the drink. <laughs> it's not sanitary. It's just for myself. So um, anyways, for those of you that are listening, don't forget that there is a video version of this podcast if you want to see me make this cocktail. Uh, and then we're going to name it after it's done. All right, so I've got Gordon Sicilian Lemon Gin. I've got some pineapple juice. I've got a lime, a lemon, a lemon squeezer. I've got a San Pellegrino Pomelo, Pomeo sparkling drink, and just some little accessories. I also brought this powder for you to see. It's called the Sugar Art, and it's super pearl, edible, pearlescent powder. And I added this to a drink in the last episode, and it really makes a difference. But because of the, it, this is a bit more opaque, like this pineapple juice is not clear. So <laughs> I'm thinking I might add it in, uh, but I'm thinking I might not, just because I don't know if you're even going to see it. Um, because it does make the drink a little bit more milky, I notice. Fiber on my lip. Okay. So like I said, I'm not a mixologist, Okay. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do what I've seen other people do. (laughs) All right. So this has a bit of melt in it. So I'm just going to pour the water out. Because we don't want to water down our beverage. Nice glass of water before I make my alcoholic drink. Oh, yeah. And um, if you noticed, I've got like a glowing drink stand over here. So it's really funny. 
I ordered a rotating glowing stand for my kitty elixirs or the drinks that I have on my podcast. I think they're like all kitty elixirs because I've if I make them, that's what they are. <laughs> anyway, and uh, it's it's just kind of a neat way to feature the drinks that I make. And uh, I got my FabFit Fun Box yesterday. And in the FabFit Fun Box was this. <laughs> okay, I'll explain. Let me just explain this. This here. Now this clips onto your smartphone and is like a ring light for taking photos. Super handy. I don't really think I'll use it for that, but uh, it's a clip here. So in order to keep it up straight, I folded up some cardboard and, you know, working with what I got here. But I thought it's really funny that I ordered something very similar like the day before I received this. So we'll see. Maybe when the new one comes, it'll be better than this. Maybe I'll wind up using this. I'm not sure. Okay, so the first thing that I'm going to do is take the shot glass. Now I realize this is not a single shot. This is like a double shot. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to fill it up. <laughs> because typically with a cocktail, like who orders a single nowadays? I don't. That's probably, probably two shots. <laughs> um, I'm going to just have a little sip of this to see what this tastes like. Hmm. Okay, so it's not, it's not um, sweetened, which I'm happy about. It is really lemony. It could kind of pass as like a lemon scented cleaner. <laughs> no, it's actually not bad. It's gin. Okay, so gin in itself is already a little tough to drink on its own add a bit of lemon but it's not bad I think that this is going to be a good drink so I'm going to add my shots to my shaker then I'm going to add some lime now can you see what I'm doing here these are just little accessories for after And then maybe I'll save some for a garnish. Yeah, I'm not gonna use, okay, wait. This way, put it in my squeezer. And we got some lime juice. Okay. Now because of the lemon in the actual drink itself or the, the gin, I should say, I don't think I'm gonna add any lemon to it. I was maybe going to, but I don't think so. Okay. Sorry. I just punched the microphone. Now we're going to add some pineapple juice. Fresh, of course. <laughs> just kidding. It's probably packaged six years ago. Smells good. I don't know how much I just poured in, but I just added some pineapple juice. Now, of course, I don't want to add anything carbonated at this point because I got to mix it. And I think that's everything that I'm going to put in there. So we've got our lemon gin, our pineapple juice, half of a fresh lime. And uh, 
move some of this stuff out of the way. Now let's take, I'm not going to pour it on this. It's a little, it's a little curved. So it does not, it's not like, doesn't sit perfectly flat. Kind of does a little weeble wobble on there. All right, let's pour this in. Maybe shake it a little bit more. All right. Am I good at measuring or what? <laughs> okay. So that's that. Uh, so yeah, I don't think the sparkle would add anything. I'm going to make a little, a little garnish. What am I going to do? How do I do it? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm just going to cut it this way. And frick, this is a huge garnish. And I do have a little cloth here just for any spills. All right, guys, I think I'm going to name this cocktail the cat's ass because I really don't know how good it'll taste. So like sometimes the cat's ass can mean like it's the best, but if it tastes like the cat's ass and tastes like shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's not bad. It's a little bland. I will say, I'm going to add some of this Pellegrino. Let me make some more room though. Again, there is construction happening outside and I think it's their lunch break at this point. Okay. So I'm going to add some of this. Okay. It looks very refreshing. Let me see. Ooh, that's the magic touch. It's the cat's ass in a good way. Mmm, the cat's ass is the cat's ass. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. All right. So I am still waiting for my mic boom. It is coming. Um, but it's not here yet. See, every time I like knock this thing, it's super annoying. And every time I edit my videos, I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> so I braided my hair last night. That's why it's looking, uh, super fantastic. Uh, I love when I have braided hair. Wow. Far back. Okay. And what's new with me? Let me get this stand going here. I am doing a lot of there's three different settings here. Let's see what works best. Does that look cool? Is that worth it? The one that I have coming has a light in the middle of it. So it should shine up the shaft and then make it look cool. You know what I mean? I have these like visions and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I can execute them and sometimes not. So I have been doing a lot of, um, What's the word? Landscaping. And luckily I have help. <laughs> um, but the landscaping that I'm actually doing myself is laying sod. And sod is essentially a 
put a photo over right here. It's like pre-grown grass that's cut into rolls and then you basically have an instant lawn. You roll it onto topsoil and um, it grows together. Initially it looks kind of funny because all the pieces don't really blend into each other so it looks like brickwork but grass brickwork <laughs> but it makes such a difference like it's such an instant payoff where my home which is a new build is was basically on a dirt patch for the last while because like it's just a construction zone there's other shit happening and you don't really want to do your landscaping until you're pretty much finished everything because you don't want to be driving equipment on your <laughs> brand new lawn right so we're kind of at the end stages right now and uh it's getting it's getting finished and it's so nice to see grass out there but anyway the law the the sod laying is excuse me the sod laying is quite a task it's actually insane how much work it is and it goes it feels like it goes quite slowly <laughs> like i'm i i like to kind of so when I was an artist, I used to draw a little bit, stand back, look at it, see my progress, keep going, see what I like, what I didn't like. When you're laying sod, you kind of can look at the end, of the end of the day and and be like, oh yeah, I could see kind of, you know, the patch that I did. <laughs> uh, but like I said, I'm not the only one doing it. It's just kind of annoying because I'm a little impatient. I mean, I'm patient. I can get things done. But, you know, sod laying and yard work, it's just, it's work. It's what it is. And, um, but like I said, it pays off pretty quickly. So is this a martini? Like wh what constitutes a martini? Like I, is it a certain type of alcohol that's used or is it how it's made? I mean, I just shook it in a little martini shaker. If that's what that's, call that's called. <laughs> um, because I do know that I like a cosmopolitan. To me, it just kind of tastes like tart sugar water with like booze in it and it looks pretty, but this is actually quite killer. This is, uh, I would order this. It's very refreshing. I love the pineapple juice. I just love pineapple in general. So like anything with pineapple juice, I think I'd like, but this, uh, the tartness from the lime juice and then that Gibson's, was it Gibson's or Gordon's? <laughs> I can't remember the gin that I used. Um so good very refreshing and if i got this like at a restaurant somewhere and i just ordered a cat's ass randomly <laughs> then i'd be happy i had to throw the pink in just because i needed a little bit of contrast you know very good highly recommend and um i'm gonna write down the recipe in case you guys want to make a cat's ass too recipe in description box <laughs> uh, another thing that doesn't help with landscaping and doing all this work outside is it's 30 degrees celsius so i don't know what that translates into fahrenheit i think that there's a certain point that it's the same i believe 34 degrees is like 34 degrees in both fahrenheit and celsius let me just double check because we're all about facts here and getting them right wink okay never mind i think that was minus <laughs> that's right now that i think about it after a certain point when it's minus certain degrees celsius it meets fahrenheit 30 degrees celsius is 86 degrees fahrenheit wow 
You know, that's crazy because I, I was listening to a YouTuber, Graveyard Girl. I watch her sometimes and she was talking. She lives in Texas. She's like, I'm sick of this 80 degree weather. In my mind, 80 degrees sound more like 20 degrees Celsius, but I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, maybe not that off, but 86 degrees Fahrenheit is 30 degrees. So for those of you that don't know Celsius, I, it's super annoying to me when somebody's like referencing something in centimeters <laughs> and I'm, I know inches. Same with, you know celsius fahrenheit so i also might have made a bit of a mistake today i did upper body workout and tonight i have to lay about four pallets of sod which is a lot i think it's about a thousand square feet per two thousand square feet per two pallets so I, <laughs> a bit of a double whammy next time you see me my bicep's gonna be like this big see i just whacked it again but the the new boom that I got is taller. So I think I should have more like whole space <laughs> to move around. <laughs> All right. So I don't know how many of you are into maintenance in your yard. If you even have a yard, maybe you live in an apartment and you don't. Maybe you just have a little house plant. Maybe you have fake plants. But I just bought my first weed whacker, electric. It's an ego weed whacker and it's supposed to have like the longest lasting battery i cannot tell you how much fun weed whacking is and when i say weed whacker what's the actual official name it's like a whippersnipper <laughs> um hedge trimmer no hedge trimmers are more like little chainsaws i think but anyway it's a long thing it looks like a metal detector but it has the weed snipper on the end and then you can go around and like clean up around the edges of rocks and things like that what a difference it makes and it's actually quite fun and I feel safe with it it's not like I have also have like a gas powered one but it's so freaking loud it's like ring, ding, 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 ding. and then you've got like it feels like I'm running a chainsaw and then I'm just thinking about my toes getting cut off like every second so this is a lot more quiet a lot more relaxed you know, I still wear like earplugs just because it just feels like I'm doing nothing. It's a lot less intimidating for me. I, th I find that loud noise makes things more intimidating for me. So like if I could run a chainsaw, which I've done before, of course, that's like the loudest thing that you can do run is a freaking chainsaw, like <laughs> one of the loudest things. And if it didn't make a sound, I think it'd be just, I'd pick it up. I wouldn't be, you know what I mean? But it, because it's so loud and I can just hear the engine going, I feel like the chain that's going around is going to break and whip me in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe it's from watching like too many horror films as a kid. But anyway, uh, this Weed Whacker, highly recommend. If you're looking for a good one, maybe I'll link it below. So I want to know, what is your favorite season? So for me, my ultimate favorite season is summertime. But summertime would not be my favorite season without the others either leading up to it or following it. Like there's something about, I mean, summertime is effortless, right? It's hot out. You can do shit outside all the time. You can stay up late, go do things I mean, it's more of just about being outside and the amount of light you get in the summer too. That, that's a big one, but thunderstorms. I mean, thunderstorms are my absolute favorite thing on the planet. 
it's been my dream to be not a storm chaser because like maybe in Alberta you could see a couple funnel clouds it's not like I'm living in Oklahoma and you know there's a tornado every six blocks (laughs) but I um I really the the thrill of a thunderstorm the anticipation you can see it coming you can smell it in the air you can feel it in the air and a good show is what I love I love really and it's funny because I'm like oh I don't want to handle this it's too loud but then thunderstorms are like just do it for me they make my nipples hard (laughs) and I just love it if if it's calls for thunderstorms at night I have I'll show you I have an app that is always updating me on if there are thunderstorms coming and um, I can go to my radar. Oh, I can't show you because <laughs> then you'll see where I live. Um, but anyway, it's essentially like, let me just find something. What's really fun too is when there is like a hurricane happening in the world or some sort of major weather event happening, you can find it and kind of keep track of it and see it as it's happening. Um, so as you see here, I'll zoom in a little bit. See the little purple lines? It shows you the wind direction. And then it's only showing rain clouds. So when I first got this app, I assumed it was kind of weather clouds and whatever. It's only rain. And, you know, you can go all over the world and see what's going on in Japan. See this? This is some sort of little storm. See that? The red is like hail. See what's going on down here, down south. So little storms kind of everywhere, but it shows, you can kind of see what's coming. It gives you, I think, what is it, a a two-hour, like what's happened in the last two hours. And so you can sort of anticipate what, what storms are coming, what's happening. So this red dot here would be an example of like the core of the storm. And as you can see, growing, building. And the red represents, like I said, hail, really extreme, like shit. And when that's coming my way, that is, that gives me a thrill like nothing else. And I'll plan my evening around. If it's going to be thunderstorms, I'll make sure that I'm able to sit on my deck and have a cocktail and watch the show. It's better than theater for me. I'm like, I'd rather watch a thunderstorm than go to a really good movie. So that's just me personally. How did I get off on that tangent? Oh, my favorite season. So yeah, summertime, obviously the heat, the warmth, sometimes it's too hot and you're like, oh, I can't wait for fall. Uh, but for me, I'm a live in the moment kind of gal and I take in every second of summer that I can. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that I have the offset summer where I have like winter and cold seasons because I think that us Canadians and other, I mean, there's places in the States that get like harsh winters too, but we really appreciate summertime because it's like, it's such a short period of time. You know, if I was living in California and it was you know, 25, 30 every day, or sorry, like 80 to 90 every day, then I would be, um, I wouldn't appreciate it as much, right? So, uh, so summer is my number one. Um, My second favorite season has to be spring. And even though spring is kind of yucky, snow's melting, things are brown still it's just the anticipation of summer or just knowing that I made it through another winter (laughs) like when spring rolls around it means 
winter is over. The hard times are over. We're going to start to things are warming up. The snow is melting. Um, so that's probably why spring is my favorite, my second favorite, because it's leading up summer. Thirdly, fall. Fall is beautiful around here. It's really hot in the day, super cold in the evening. Uh, the bugs have all died because they've kind of frozen overnight. <laughs> and um, the colors are gorgeous, you know. Uh, and then also Halloween. I love Halloween. I kind of love harvest. I like, you know, it just gets kind of, it starts to get cozy for me. And then my fourth favorite <laughs> or my least favorite is winter. However, I am a Christmas lover and Christmas makes winter worth living <laughs> because, you know, I'm super busy in December and I do my high tier, my 25 days of lingerie every December. And um, so I'm crazy busy. And then, of course, I'm trying to buy gifts for everyone and plan things. And usually I'm trying to like rent a space for my family and organize all that. But oh, gosh, the tree, decorating the tree, making cookies, like I am just a total Christmas freak. So that makes winter survivable. It only gets tough like after, like come January, really, like maybe the end of January, we're like, okay, well, now we got January, February, and then March to me, even though where I live, March is still really very wintry. It's like spring is on its way. So I don't know, I kind of have like a good outlook, outlook and outlook an outlook on um, all the seasons. Uh, I don't really suffer too much from seasonal depression. I'm very solar powered as a human being. So sun is a necessity to me. Uh, I grew up in Alberta and there's nothing but sun there all the time, all the way through the winter. Uh, in the mountains, it's a little more, it's a little more cloudy in the wintertime. And um, yeah, it's, I just, there are times when it's been like two weeks of overcast where I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, give it up already, you know, like, but that's where, you know, these past couple winters has been tough without travel because a lot of times, you know, you book a trip, I'll book a trip in January, February, because those are, those seem to be kind of the hardest months to sort of get through in the winter, but, um, and it's really works out well because a lot of places I travel to that's the best time to travel is <laughs> in January, February. So uh, not having that to look forward to is a little bit of a, uh, but you know, there's so many people in worse off situations. And uh, hopefully this year, I think I'm just going to book something and then cross my fingers <laughs> and be like, hopefully, I, and I think a lot of people are doing that. I know a few, a few of my friends have just booked trips all like their book trips in February already. They just booked them. Uh, because I think the anticipation is that everything will sort of be open again and travel. So prices are slowly hiking and hiking. So, uh, but I want to do something a little different. Like I want to go a little crazy. The farthest place I've ever traveled is South Korea. I actually want to talk about South Korea uh, in one of my podcasts because this is because uh, I loved it so much and I didn't. I didn't think that I would. Oh God. Either that was a hair that fell off the table on my foot or it was a spider. And I don't mind spiders. Like, they don't really scare me. 
if I'm expecting them. If I don't expect them and they're on me, it can be a little bit of a shit show. I have, have ripped my shirt off because a spider fell down my chest into my bra. And it did bite. And I did freak out. And there were like three people at this location that I didn't know. And I still ripped my shirt off. So <laughs> if you're smart, bring spiders in your pockets. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to last the whole podcast, you guys. I'm really enjoying this. And my little stancy, the one that I have coming, like I said, is rotating. So it might be more of a distraction than anything, but um, it's a podcast. Most of you are just listening to this anyway, <laughs> not actually watching it. So yeah, let me know what your favorite season is and leave a comment down below. Uh, what's your favorite season and why? So one thing that I was thinking about randomly, and this happens to me often where I'm either laying in bed or I'm just like, I've disconnected from my phone. So I'm out in the wilderness just doing my thing. I do that often actually. And in fact, forgetting my phone is becoming more of a thing because it's not a super priority for me to have it with me on weekends or whatever. So I'll be pondering, or I'll be looking at something like a wild mushroom and I'll be like, oh, and then suddenly a thought will enter my head. And I have a tree on my property that is it's a massive tree. It's a vet tree. It's freaking probably, I don't know how many hundreds of years old. Uh, and when I built this place, I wanted to keep that tree still alive, still well. Um, but it's the closest tree to my house. And I love it. I've actually limbed it. So the top of it is just, it's like a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the palm tree, but it's not like it's obviously just like a coniferous tree that I limbed carefully. And I didn't do it myself, but and uh, but it's got this crack down the center of it. And it's split open like this wide, where you can see where the bark has formed around and in in this open spot, you see the smooth wood underneath and but it's burnt. So either it was a lightning strike, which I don't think. I think that there was a forest fire a long time ago uh, where I built my house and that um, that part of the tree was burnt or the whole tree got burnt, but it didn't die and it just continued to grow. And so now there's, so then I was thinking, <laughs> this is what I was talking about. I was pondering, like I was just looking and then I thought, you know, what's really interesting to me is... Um, like fire forensics and how it is that they find out how a fire starts after an entire building is burned down. So say there's a house fire, everything's burnt to a crisp, like there is nothing but ashes left and maybe the odd like metal something. How the hell do they find out what started that fire like that blows my mind and I think there's some obvious things right where it's like something exploded the barbecue or whatever uh, but to have to start from scratch like where where do you start there's a there's a heaping pile of ashes you know and who knows what other weather has happened in between maybe it was maybe it rained or maybe and do they can they find out every time or is it one out of 10 times they find out what started the fire. I don't know. I haven't done any research. I thought I'd bring it up because maybe some of you know more information about this. Um, and because I've seen, I've seen shows like forensic shows, you know, where it's like a murder. 
where the guy murders his wife or vice versa and they want to just basically destroy all the evidence so they burn the house down so they dump gas all over the body light it up and then of course all the evidence is gone how can you prove that anything well guess what they can <laughs> they can prove it they can find like you know i think i gotta remember what it was that i watched but it was so interesting I just remembered I got to powder my face. I have to make sure I powder my face every once in a while. Otherwise, I turn into a massive grease ball. I don't know why. It's just like maybe it's the heat. I don't know. But anyway, watching this. Sorry, if I have powder on my face randomly, I can't really see what I look like. <laughs> this is the worst plan ever. The show, they just kind of broke down how they determined that it was a murder because obviously, and also the body burnt to a crisp, but they still figure that out. Like, blows my mind. Never in a million years would I go up to my cabin that burnt down and be like, I'm going to figure out how this fire started, you know, because everything's gone. And some of these infernos are so hot that just everything like metal melts. So super interesting. Um, and yeah, it got me thinking, just looking at a tree with a bit of charcoal on it but that story leads me or that topic leads me into uh what i want to talk about next which is like what would you find what would what jobs do you find the most interesting so if you could choose a job that you could would stay totally entertained the whole time because like i think most of us have jobs i'm excluded in this because my job is always ever-changing ever and it kind of becomes whatever I want it to become. Um, but just my, my idea of a really interesting job would be like a criminal investigator because I am a little bit on the edgier side. I don't like if I'm helping somebody, I think that it would be fun to sort of no I shouldn't say fun because obviously you see horrible things right so that's like a criminal investigator is like somebody who shows up at a crime scene they have to figure out how, why who did it what happened blah 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 so I think that that would be a real like a, a really interesting job all the time um stimulating is more the word I'm looking for um heartbreaking that's another thing. Like I just, I'm too sensitive though for that. And, but if I, if I knew I was really helping somebody by figuring out how they died, whatever, it would more, more motivate me like that. Would, but there's, a, it's, it's so different. Like it's ever changing. You know, there's like, it's not all interesting murders that you have to, you know, there's some really just gnarly shit thrown in there too. So, but a criminal investigator would be interesting for me. Um, this is a doozy, but a pathologist. This is people that perform autopsies. I think it's interesting to be able to open up like the, the skull and see where somebody maybe had a stroke or I think that would be interesting too. Um, but again, I'm maybe a little bit too sensitive for that. Another one is when I was in high school, there was this like fantasy of becoming a uh, food critic and somebody was paid to travel 
and kind of go in different restaurants and and test the food, taste the food, rate it, write about it. But you got to go in as kind of like a mystery guest. They don't know that you're there to test the food, obviously, because otherwise they would put all their effort into making it the best possible. But um, and then writing reviews about the place that was sort of like, I'm going to become a food critic because you travel, you get paid to travel, you can do this and that. And that was like the goal, right? But a food critic, yeah. I mean, if you can travel, be paid to go and eat at restaurants and give your opinion, I think that'd be a pretty cool job. If you had the job of your dreams, what would it be? And let me know in the comments down below. All right, everyone, now it's time for Kitty Twisters. Quite simply, this is a segment where I like to read jokes that made me laugh out loud. And they didn't necessarily make me laugh out loud, but I thought they were funny enough to read and try to make you laugh out loud. <laughs> Jokes are subjective. <laughs> I know this because things that I find funny and try to tell a joke that I laughed at, some people are just like, oh my God. But it's still, the delivery is like a big part. <laughs> okay, so these are mostly their dirty jokes. So let's just get straight into it. Some guy called me a tool, so I got hammered and nailed his girlfriend. Guess he was right. <laughs> I went down the street to a 24-hour grocery store. When I got there, the guy was locking the front door. I said, hey, it says you're open 24 hours. And the guy says, yeah, but not in a row. <laughs> a blonde drops her dress off at the dry cleaners. The lady says, come again. And the blonde says, no, it's toothpaste this time. Ugh. What did the elephant say to the naked man? How do you breathe through something so small? <laughs> Late one night, a burglar broke into a house, and while he was sneaking around, he heard a voice say, Jesus is watching you. He looked around again and saw nothing. He kept creeping, and again he heard, Jesus is watching you. In a dark corner, he saw a cage with a parrot inside. The burglar asked the parrot, Was it you who said Jesus is watching you? Oh, was it you who said Jesus is watching me? The parrot replied, yes. Relieved, the burglar asked, what's your name? The parrot answered, Clarence. <laughs> the burglar said, that's a stupid name for a parrot. What idiot named you Clarence? The parrot answered, the same idiot that named the Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> Do you like my parrot voice? <laughs> Interviewer, what's your greatest weakness? Candidate, honesty. I don't think honesty is a weakness. Candidate, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> Interesting, light travels faster than sound. This is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> a lady comes home from her doctor's appointment, grinning from ear to ear. Her husband asks, why are you so happy? The wife says, The doctor told me that for a 45-year-old woman, I have the breasts of an 18-year-old. Oh, yeah? Quipped her husband. 
What did he say about your 45-year-old ass? She said, your name never came up in the conversation. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> what did one butt cheek say to the other? Together, we can stop this shit. What do you do with a year's worth of used condoms? Melt them down and... No. What do you do with a year's worth of used condoms? Melt them into a tire and call it a good year. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I asked my partner if I was the only one she'd been with. She said, yes, the others were at least sevens or eights. <laughs> That's good. They say makeup sex is the best, which is lucky because all my sex is made up. <laughs> and that concludes Kitty Twisters. Okay, so I, I realized something, and I'm going to try to do my best to explain a theory that I have about this. So you've all heard about manifestations or manifesting things to make them happen in your life, right? So if you want to get a special job or go someplace amazing, you create a manifestation, which means you imagine yourself there. You write down, I am going here. Or for example, I want to be the next Marvel superhero or DC superhero. I don't care. I'm unbiased. And I have a manifestation where I am writing, I am the next Marvel superhero because I would freaking die. That would be the best. And to be honest, movies are not even like movies are still amazing and happening like crazy. But like, it's not I think the only real popular like movies that come out are Marvel movies or DC movies, you know, superhero shows and things like that. So I'd love to be the next Marvel superhero whatever it may be. There's oh, there's like a hundred of them. So who knows who the next one will be. But Or you could kick the person out of the place, Captain Marvel, because when I wore that costume for my, I think it was 25 days of, or was it for YouTube? I can't remember. I was either on Patreon or YouTube where I dressed up as Captain Marvel and people were like, you'd make a better Captain Marvel than Captain Marvel. For some reason, there's so much hate for this woman that's playing this character. But I would eat, I would definitely take, I would be the replacement in a heartbeat. So um, I've got many other kind of thing manifestations, but I had this strange, I shouldn't say strange. This is, it's going to be hard for me to explain, but I hope that I make sense to you. So it's, I edit my own photos. Okay. So what I've been doing lately is kind of cropping myself out of a photo and adding myself to a crazy background. So like in the Bahamas or uh, in like a 70s retro background, just because it's fun to play around with this stuff. And sometimes like I create something that I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. And then I post it, you know, it looks like I'm at some swimming pool in Texas somewhere, but it's not it's I'm it's I cut a photo out of myself in my studio and then I just kind of adjust lighting and play around with it uh, so this is not abnormal a lot of people are doing this and um, so this is not like unique by any means but what I noticed was I have like an affinity for the 70s is that does that even make sense but I I have like a nostalgia for it even though I wasn't 
alive back then. And I, you know what I mean? But I think it's the stories that my parents told. And then, you know, referencing back to those times and the music and things like I have a connection to the 70s that like through my parents and then through just kind of liking that era, the style and old movies from then and things like that. So um, anyway, I, I put my, I cut myself out and I put myself and I've done it a few times with the same background. This is actually a real place that I could actually go to. And I believe it's in Texas. It's uh, a really cool retro themed swimming pool. It's part of a motel. But the way that they've done it, it looks like it's re- like from back in the 70s. And um, maybe if I can find a photo, I'll post it here. To me, I have such a nostalgia for this era and this like, even though it's a, it's a, I should say a uh, place that exists today. It's not like back in the day, I could only go there. But there's something about the feeling of that place. And uh, any of you who are nostalgic about any era, you know exactly what I mean. It just gives you this feeling. And like, when I imagine myself someplace, I imagine it with this kind of 70s twist and not like going back in time, but trying to recreate that sort of vibe. Um, So I put myself in this photo. Now, I notice that when I do this, when I see myself somewhere that I've never been before, it creates a false memory. It creates a memory that never existed before, right? And it's different than like using your imagination and being able to imagine a place and whatever. There's something about seeing yourself visibly with your own eyes somewhere you've never been before. It does something to my brain. It convinces my brain that I've been there. And and what's really strange is even though it's like a two-dimensional photo, I can't see beyond this point and that point. It's just the photo of whatever I'm looking at, right? It's not 360. I can finish the photo. I can finish the photo in my head. I can stand there and look around. And it's just my imagination. But suddenly now I have a picture in my head of a place that I've been that I've never been before. So hopefully you're following along. (laughs) So then I thought with this whole practice of manifestation, so writing on a store on a board, like a do a chart, right? And in the center, it's the exactly what you want, right in the center. And you don't want to say things like, I am going to be or I want to be it's I am. I am the next Marvel superhero. I am the top position CEO of this company. And from there you branch off and you kind of take it a step further. I I don't really know a ton about the proper way for manifestations or whatever. And I think that's just subjective. I think that it's all like what, what goes on up here. But then I thought, what if I then have my little manifestation chart? But what if I'm able to put myself and visibly see myself in that position? For example, if you want to become the top CEO of some company, cut yourself out in an image, put yourself change the background make it so you're standing in front of 100 people a thousand people and your name tag says ceo and you see that with your own eyes it almost is like you've, you're creating like a it's triggering something in, different in your brain 
You know what I mean? It's like you've already been there. And I wonder if that would amplify your manifestation. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just such a strange thought. And I, some of you may think that manifestations is totally hokey and like I'm not trying to preach the secret or whatever like that because uh, I think a lot of that's bullshit. But I do know, like I know I've gotten to the place that I'm at because of fantasies I had as a kid, you know. I saw myself doing this and I, I actually thought that I was going to be in movies or something like that. But the way that everything worked out, I'm it's I am in front of millions of people, but in a different way, right? So it's worked for me. And I remember Jim Carrey talking about this exact thing when he was young. He cause he talked, I think I don't even know if the conversation was about manifestations, but in an interview, he was asked a certain question, and his answer was, um, when he was a kid, he used to imagine himself in front of people, being funny, being in movies, seeing himself on the big screen. He used to imagine these things. And in the same kind of way, it's, it's, a, it's manifestation. It's like you're seeing yourself doing this thing, right? And you believe that it's going to happen and there's no way that you're going to stop until it does, right? And then, of course, as you get older, you have people tell you, oh, God, you can never do that. Or, you know, so then it's sort of ruined by other people and maybe just your own realization that, oh, yeah, I guess I'm up against these other hundred people that are applying for this role. I guess it's not as, you know what I mean? So like your own head kind of stops you from practicing that almost. Uh, but... It was really interesting when I when he, I watched him say this because it was the same thing that I used to do when I was a kid where I used to just completely like visualize myself in this position, right? But I also know that I have a very photographic memory or very like um, vivid imagination, right? I can see things in my head as if they were real, right? And some people don't have that ability, like if I were to think about an apple right now, I can imagine it perfectly. I could see it. I could feel it. I can almost taste it, smell it. Like I can, you know, but there are some people that will just, if they imagine an apple, they imagine it in 2D or in black and white, you know, like they just don't have the same kind of mind that functions the same way. So I wonder those of us who are more visual or more, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? just can see things more in their heads are more able to manifest things for our future. Do you know what I'm talking about? But this concept of, you know, there's an app that I use specifically. I'm going to link it. If you guys want to try this because this app makes it super easy to do. It's called Bazart. Um, so it's an app you just download and I think I pay for it because I want to use all the features, but essentially you choose a photo from your photo album, you push the button that says magic, it's like a magic wand, and then it automatically cuts you out. So it's just you. So like, say you're standing in the forest and you're like, woohoo, like this, it'll cut you out and then you could choose another photo or whatever photo they have. They've got thousands of photos to choose from and you could cut yourself out and then suddenly put yourself on the beach or like on a surfboard in the ocean like woo and and you can see yourself this like this you just put yourself wherever you want like I said on a stage or in that top position or whatever you're looking so I wonder like like I said 
I do believe that this would help with manifestation because you're actually physically seeing yourself where you want to be. Um, I just think it's so interesting and it makes life kind of interesting. I think it makes life a little bit more exciting if you believe that the concept of manifestation works what's what's possible right and a lot of it's an attitude and being open-minded and some people will just poo-poo everything that i just said they're like manifestation like whatever but there are some, we have some we have abilities to do things and make things happy happen <laughs> um and that's another point actually is like happiness you know that's where if you're relying on other people to make you happy you're not going to be happy like you got to be happy with yourself and be happy with who you are that's why it's important to be a good person you don't live with regret or you're not trying to hide things and and maybe for some of you it's too late i don't know holy crap it's been an hour and seven minutes I know that it won't be that at this point when you're hearing me say this because I'll have cut out all the parts where I'm cleaning up and knocking shit over and uh, closing the window. (laughs) Uh, But holy cow. And I really have to pee. But you know what? I'm just going to hold it. Kind of makes me a little spicy, you know? Mm. You know what else I want to try to make is like a spicy cocktail. I had a... It was like, what was it? It was a spicy martini or something and it wasn't um salty it wasn't like a caesar or bloody mary or something it was a sweet based drink with like chili pepper in it and it just worked so well so if you have a recipe hey by the way (laughs) if you have a cocktail recipe you want to see me make um, make sure the ingredients are too difficult to get because i don't i'd have access to everything under the sun but uh comment down below or email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com and maybe I'll make your suggested cocktail because like I said I need ideas and it's funner when they come from you rather than me just looking them up online another thing is and I probably have about five of these I think it's five subscription boxes (laughs) okay so I know that for girls subscription boxes are there's a trillion of them now um the very first subscription okay so a subscription box is basically you pay a certain amount per month and then every month you get a box full of goodies you don't really know what's in it but generally you know the theme so like either makeup or jewelry i mean fab fit fun is one of my favorite boxes it comes quarterly and is full of random stuff but generally like really good stuff so it's sort of like buying yourself a present because you don't know what you're getting it's like but when they when the box comes in the mail you're like ooh it's like a present even though you bought it for yourself but a lot of times these boxes the value is a lot higher than uh, what you pay for it so for a $20 box say you get like $150 worth of product inside so um what are your thoughts on subscription boxes I get FabFitFun I get Look Fantastic <laughs> I get BoxyCharm uh no sorry yeah BoxyCharm and BattleBox so this battle box is really more of a dude thing, but it's all like survival survival gear. I think it's the cocktails kicking in. Survival gear. I got like a flint stick. I got a sur- like a first really cool first aid kit. Lots of different things, but 
I'm out in the bush so often and often on my own that it doesn't hurt to get like little survival things and also like dried foods and things that are really good for camping and things like that. So those four, and I think there's one more. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Pusheen box. <laughs> so Pusheen is also, uh, it's quarterly as well. I've collected Pusheen. Um, I shouldn't say collected it, but I've really liked it from the time that I was in my late teens. So it's been around for a while. And I, I enjoy a lot of like kawaii stuff, like Japanese. Um, not I'm not so much Hello Kitty, but Gudetama, which is like the little egg, the lazy egg. And he's always got butt cheeks in the air. Um, but these little characters, I think it comes from my opa who always collected like little tiny things, little baby dolls and things like that. So I, these little kawaii characters always just get me. So I have the Pusheen box, which is not cheap to ship to Canada. But I've got probably about nine now unopened and I'm saving them I'm keeping them unopened and it's I do know what's in the box because I go online and like look at the spoilers so it's not like a total mystery to me but maybe one day they'll be worth something because <laughs> Pusheen has been around for a while but it kind of keeps gaining in popularity and I mean I'm sure that in like 20 years from now Say Pusheen fizzles out, it'll come back and then I'll have a bunch of subscription boxes ready to sell and they'll be worth like $10,000 each, right? That's my plan. <laughs> and if not, one day I might, you know, be able to pass it on to some lucky little one that's into Pusheen too. You never know. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to have time for um, erotic story time today. I got it. I don't mind the segment. I just don't want it to get stale and stagnant and my storytelling <laughs> is good but could be better so I'm just trying to figure some stuff out if you are specifically tuning in for erotic story time apologies this is just running super long and um, maybe I'll somehow make up for it in the next one now it's time for a segment that I like to call cat fat right disclaimer these facts are being read from a website off the internet and whether they're true or not uh, I can't tell you a lot of these facts are things that I've never heard or heard for the first time so it's hard for me to distinguish reality from non-reality <laughs> um, but these are interesting and likely the majority are true if you're curious, do your own research. Uh, if, you've, if you have the feeling you've experienced an event before in real life, call it deja vu. If you feel like you've previously experienced an event in a dream instead, there's a different term for it. Deja rêvé or deja rêvé. So rêve is like the French word for dream. Uh, and I think that this is true for a lot of us where, you know, to be honest, maybe that's all deja vu is. It's like something you've dreamed before or seen in a dream where things are th that are just impossible, like where you've seen something and you've been somewhere, but you've never actually been there before. Like, or is it something that you saw in a movie or is it something that you saw in a dream? 
some sort of memory. You know what I mean? Interesting. Amelia Earhart and Eleanor Roosevelt once snuck out of a White House event, commandeered an airplane, <laughs> and went on a joyride to Baltimore. So they just two gals who were like, let's get out of here. <laughs> and then they snuck off and then went for a joyride. That's pretty cool. Uh, some cats are allergic to humans. Why do you think I live out in the bush? <laughs> uh, Volvo gave away the 1962 patent for the revolutionary three-point seatbelt for free in order to save lives. Good job, Volvo. Sundoku is the act of acquiring books and not reading them. I'm guilty of this. <laughs> um, bikini doku is the act of acquiring bikinis and never wearing them. <laughs> just joking. I just made that up. But is there a word for that? Uh, because I shouldn't say never wearing them. I never, I never receive a bikini and don't try it on. So they all get worn. But sometimes for no more than 30 to 45 seconds. I think there's a word for that, wasteful. <laughs> oh, I hate to admit it, but um, and by the way, none of these get thrown away. They're not like wasted, but they're wasted on me because, uh, but it's all education. It's kind of like somebody who catches a hundred fish in their, it's like somebody who catches a thousand fish in their life and releases them all. They don't eat them, but it's all education. They, they become the best at it, you know? For me, I'm the best at it. Send me a bikini. I'll let you know everything you need to know about it. The only blockbuster store in the world that is still operating is in Bend, Oregon. Okay. Blockbuster was my childhood. <laughs> One of the funnest things for me to do as a kid w was to go and rent a movie for the weekend. So mom would take us to, and dad too, we'd go to blockbuster and go to the new release section the horror section I don't know what it is but when I was a kid horror films just did it for me like they freaked me out they caused nightmares you know but the thrill of it it was just like thrill seeking it was like trying to really entertain yourself like to the umpteenth level where you're like scared and but with your friends or with your family and eating popcorn and snacks and mom was always great like we always had Twizzlers popcorn I don't know, little candies or like fuzzy peaches. I don't know. Uh, but Twizzlers, popcorn, always. And you know the intro? Uh, that sounded like the beginning of friggin' Indiana Jones. What I'm trying to sing is... The sound of that just totally takes me back and gives me this feeling of like anticipation. Like here the movie's starting, like, oh my God. Uh, and yeah, wow. I mean, I just, Blockbuster was just such a wonderful thing. And sometimes they'd have popcorn there. Am I wrong? 
I think I am wrong because I maybe it was other like independent movie stores that would have like a thing of popcorn where you could like eat popcorn as you're looking for a movie. But oh my god, that's gone now. And you know, Netflix sometimes pisses me off because there's so many options. It's endless. It doesn't stop. When you have too many options, it's not a good thing. Like you can't make a freaking decision, I find. If say there was like 15 new release VHS movies or DVDs even, um, then you just made a choice well, a lot easier because you want to see a new movie. You don't want to watch something older. But I guess Blockbuster had endless options too. All I know is that Netflix makes it really hard to decide what you want to watch because there's too many options. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> blood donors in Sweden receive a thank you text when their blood is used. That is neat, actually. Okay, Kia parrots, K-E-A, warble together when they're in a good mood, making them the first known mammal species to communicate with infectious laughter. How do you know you're, they're in a good mood? <laughs> How do you know they're not arguing? <laughs> Um, an estimated 1 million dogs in the U.S. have been named primary beneficiaries in their owner's wills. I believe it. You know, I got an email actually from somebody who was like, hey, you know, I'm the only one left in my family and I need to like leave my will to somebody and I'd like to leave it to you. I didn't know this person and I was... I was honored, but I had to refuse because a lot of times if you've had a bad relationship with somebody or say you're, you have a fallout with a family member or whatever, you can kind of get yourself into a situation where that you don't want to be in and it's not really worth whatever they have to give you. I mean, it's not like this person had a hundred million dollars and you know what I mean? So I don't deserve it. I know that you like who I am and maybe you think I'll do good things with it and I would. But then you get the crazy stepdaughter after you. <laughs> and I don't want to involve myself in any type of drama. Um, that's why I live tucked away in the mountains. I don't like stuff like that. Oh my God, I just got an email. That Dolls Kill just launched like a whole new bunch of shit. So I'm going to go rogue. <laughs> the Russians showed up 12 days late in the 1908 Olympics in London because they were using the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> ah, that's funny. In Japan, letting a sumo wrestler make your baby cry is considered good luck. All right. How do they make the baby cry, though? Just by making a nasty face? sitting on them <laughs> all right all right that concludes cat facts All right, everybody, that concludes episode 11 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And I believe that I forgot to say that at the beginning. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you're not too heartbroken that 
um, the erotic story time is pushed to next episode. <laughs> I just ran out of time today, rambling on and changing the battery and closing windows and sweating my ass off at the same time. Remember that you can email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, jokes, facts, lovely things to say, no dick pics, and <laughs> um, I really enjoy getting your emails. I do need to set up like a little thing where I can acknowledge that I've received it because like I said, I can't reply to all of them. But uh, also, if you want to send in like a little video question or even an audio question or a suggestion that I can play on the podcast, give her, like I said, that's kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. I will be linking um, the Bazart app. This is not sponsored by them. I'm not getting some sort of affiliation money with that. Um, and also, this cocktail recipe will be down in the description box as well. And... Oh, maybe the weed whacker. <laughs> if you want a good electric weed whacker. Uh, this is not sponsored. This podcast is unsponsored, which is going to change soon, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I had lots of fun with you today. Uh, let me know if you enjoyed this uh, mixology segment. This is a new thing that I'm going to be doing. I've got nothing but booze at the yin yang. You know, what's really weird is that I can write off my booze. Like it's a business write-off. That's weird. <laughs> um, and like I said, email me or comment down below a good cocktail recipe. Something that's not uber complicated. Like I might make simple syrup. Because <laughs> I know a lot of a lot of cocktail recipes require this. So I might make just like a batch and keep it in my fridge. Um, but nothing too complex. But uh, yeah, I think we can have some fun with it. And it's summertime. I mean, we all want kind of like good, refreshing cocktail recipes, right? All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it right to the end, I really appreciate it. Please like and subscribe if you are watching this. Um, and for those of you listening, there is a video version of this podcast on YouTube. And I highly suggest you watch it and listen to it. But you know what I mean? It's it's a little more entertaining on the, uh, on the eyes than the ears. <laughs> but both if you're watching the video. Um, I hope that you are all having an amazing day. I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend and I'll see you all in my next video, which may be a podcast, bikini try on or Patreon, OnlyFans, all linked down below as well. <laughs>